Matchpoint podcast. And uh, tonight we're excited to have our first repeat guests, and we get to have them both at the same time. Uh, uh, welcome, uh, Jeremy Reed, Terry Harrison, and uh, we, we're excited to have you guys, first of all. And second of all, typically uh, we do a little intro, but for the listeners that don't know, we want you guys to maybe talk about uh, a new opportunity, you guys, of both. Uh, dove into head first and uh, t- tell us about where you're at now and and why you why you're there and why you like it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go first and the, we can kind of piece it together however you want. So our previous podcast episodes, we worked at different schools, and so yeah, um, right. <laughs> yeah, and so now we're working here together. But we just um, I just took the head football coaching job at Fringe University in Wichita, Kansas, um, and Jer- and we were at previously at Bethel College here in Kansas, mm-hmm. and. Um, Jeremy was our offensive coordinator there at Bethel. He had previously came from UConn. And so now we are, we're here together along with Eric Kelly, who's been on the podcast as well. He's our slots coach, recruiting coordinator. And, um, you know, if you're not familiar with Kansas, um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of small schools out here and the school we were at, it's actually about 30 minutes away. Bethel's 30 minutes away from friends. Um, but because I've been a Wichita guy my whole career, um, friends has always been the job that, that, people have kind of just hinted at like if some people get that job and, and that could be the job that could be the best in the, you know, in the state. And even we believe potentially in the country at the NEI level. And so, you know, a lot of people don't understand, or maybe from the outside, if you're in another state um, like Tony down in Florida, may not understand why you would lead back-to-back conference championships um, at Bethel college to come to fringe university. But, you know, in, in our opinion, it, it is by no means a lateral move. It, it is something that, Man, the um, the five year track or the five year you know uh, vision for this program, man, we re- we're really excited and you know certainly you know it's going to be hard and in one of those deals, but but you know, man, friends is a special place and I think when when people get up here and they're able to see it, man, I think they'll truly understand. But that's what we're doing now, and obviously I'm very lucky to have my, my good friend Jeremy Reed, who now I get to work with every day as our offensive coordinator, um, and I'll let him expand on that a little bit. So you got it, coach. Yeah, man. First, just just thank you, Matt and uh, Tony, for having us on. Uh, I, I listen to every one of these. I, I think I have listened to every one, or I know I have. And, uh, man, I just love listening to all the guys in the option community. It's a special group of people. And, you know, I am super excited to, to be at Fringe University and more so than anything, just be working with Terry and, and the rest of our staff, Eric Kelly, and then our defensive coordinator, Paul Kemp. As, you know, I took a, a career change almost is what it felt like, you know, going from being um, you know, a high school head coach in Oklahoma for, I think, 13 out of my 17 years in, in high school football. And, uh, you know, just uh, knew that I wanted to do something different. And, and Terry and I got on the phone and, and uh, went through a lot of uh, different conversations to get to this point regarding, you know, my transition to Bethel last spring and then now to friends. But, man, you wouldn't find a better uh, group of people or more, or more loyal coaching staff to each other who just loves coming to work and being around each other. And then you throw on top uh, the love of option football between Terry and I and, and Eric. It's a pretty special combination. So, you know, we're just excited to be a small part of the option community and just love helping everybody that uh, that has the opportunity to reach out to us. Well, we're telling our so certainly excited for y'all's uh, new opportunity and, um, you know, we just know it's going to be great. Uh, history, history has proven, history has proven, and uh, you know, we're we're also excited. You guys could could stay together. You know, you came together last year or a little before, I guess, and then 
we're able to stay together. I know that's important. And, uh, and I hear the, I can hear you, man. When you, when you're smiling and it's fun to be coaching together, particularly at the college level, man, that makes it, that makes it special for sure. Uh, for sure. Well, coach, tell us what kind of players you're looking to recruit for France. Yeah. Well, you know, what we want is, a. Uh, you know, like a lot of people, right? One of the best players, man, that, that we can get out there right, to fit our scheme. And, and like we talked about on the last one, I think, when, you know, our recruiting philosophy has not changed, you know? And so, you know, we want those tough kids. And I was a high school coach at one time, like, like Jeremy. And, you know, we all had those kids. I've, I've coached kids that played at the major, you know, power five and group of five schools. I, I played, I've coached those kids. Um, but sometimes the best players happen to be the guys are maybe a little bit too short, you know, maybe, maybe didn't have quite the measurables, but they were still the most impactful kids in our program. And so, you know, those are the kids that we're looking for. And, um, you know, the kids that are your favorite type of kid. And, and, um, you know, so that really hasn't changed. Um, we want those dynamic guys with the ball. Um, and we want those, you know, tough, nasty old linemen that everybody knows. And I think, um, you know, I think we're doing some unique things in the passing game that we're attracting some uh, big time receivers now, which has been really cool. And I think that's kind of a, you know, in the option community as at the college level, that's, that's one thing. It is a hurdle, like, and, it's, and you have mm-hmm. to embrace that hurdle. How can you get mm-hmm. impact receivers and our commitment to throwing the ball and what we've done? We we're actually, man, we're, we, we're bringing in some big time cats, really receivers. And so we we're, we're committed to that phase of the game on top of, you know, rushing for 400, 410 yards a game. And so that, those are the kids we're recruiting. You know, we, the NEI has a, a pretty low academic standard for base eligibility, right? And that that's not a right. bad thing. Um, but right. but we do need ki- we 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 need kids at a, you know I think our goal is like you know the three O GP if there just be a three in front of it. That's the goal. We can get kids in under that, but you know certainly want the right academic fit. And I'll tell you what, more than anything, what's changed is it's not even who we're recruiting. Mm-hmm. It's it's about sorry I had a call come in. It's more about what we have to offer now. And so here's what's amazing. We, we now are at a school. Um, we have 2,000 undergraduate kids enrolled. Um, we have 5,000, around a short, just short of 5,000 people on, in our campus community, but we have nine graduate programs now. Kids can get their master's degree oh, wow. in five years. Wow. We have two full-time strength coaches. Um, man, just on and on. Beautiful facilities, yeah. right? And the, the nicest freshman dorm in the state of Canada. So honestly, we're going to keep recruiting those same type of kids we have recruited, right? Yeah. But more than that, it's when kids get to us, man, we're in the middle of downtown Wichita, which is the biggest city in Kansas. So when you get kids from um, urban areas, the Houston, Texas, the Fort Worth, Los Angeles, California, um, the Tallahassee's and all that stuff, they're going to fit in and it's going to look a lot like home. But when we get kids like we're from Tony, you know, we're Tony's neck of the woods, right? Or smaller <laughs> towns. It is a small Christian college still, and people are going to know who you are, right? And so that's what's really unique. I, I honestly think across the country, it's the best blend of both anywhere in the country. And so, man, we're, I, I really, obviously, I, you, I'm excited about it, but the, the deal yeah. with grad programs, the two full-time strength coaches, all of those things, honestly, that's the why. Um, we have a, we have a um, academic success coordinator who's full-time with 4GA, so our kids are in – in an academic source, a resource center at the NEI level, right? And so what we say all the time is it's not selfish to want a big time experience. You know, you heard the hear D1, you hear D2, and people, they start measuring these things against each other. But yeah. really what they want, they want the, the division one experience, whatever that is. And the really cool part is now we have that to offer for kids 
that may not be the the measurables, right? And so, right. man, I obviously I'm passionate about it. I can talk forever about it, but man, we want those Christian warrior kids, like you've heard me talk about before. Um, that's really important in our program. And um, man, if we can get those kids who love each other, love their coaches, want to honor their parents and honor God and and be Christian warriors, we know, man, we think we think honestly, this is the best NEI job in the country, and we want to we want to be the first flexbone team to win a national championship. That's our goal. Yeah, awesome. We, yeah. we, we're, we're pulling for it. <laughs> um, just, just a quick, just a quick carry on there. I obviously you're going to go to every neck of the woods in Kansas, but um, are you looking to maybe expand a footprint? I mean, I'm in a year early. You're not sure, but you know, do you, do you think you'll expand a footprint a little bit, maybe based on, you know, maybe contacts guys have or things like that. Maybe different, I guess, would be compared to maybe where you were in the past. Yeah, well, well, certainly, you know, getting Jeremy on board, who's an Oklahoma guy, um, that's that's helped us tremendously in Oklahoma. And even though that's that's our neighbor, right? That's just south of us here in Kansas. Our right. our ability to recruit Oklahoma has jumped exponentially just based yeah. on him being here. And he knows every, you know, not every high school coach, but he knows yeah. most of the high school coaches in Oklahoma. Yeah. I was already deeply rooted in Kansas. Right. Um, and obviously now, like you talked about, you're right. A kid out of Washington, D.C. can show up here and we're they see down. They see buildings. Yeah. They see skyscrapers. They right. So, yes, I think that is a goal of ours. Um, yeah. And we have some states in mind that we're looking at that we want to sure. reach out to yeah. to where because the truth of the matter is there's so many schools in the Midwest, these small schools. I went to one, by the way. It's not it's not bad. It's just different that they are rural and there are one yeah. blinking light. Whereas if you come into Kansas now, we are, I mean, it, the airport is three miles from our campus. Yeah. It truly is the biggest city in Kansas. And there's two malls and blah, 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 all these things to where a kid, because the goal is to get degrees, right? Yep. Well, if your kid has culture shock so bad that they don't stay, we've all shortchanged these kids. And we think, um, like you talked about, yes, we want to expand our footprint. Um, and especially with the, the, the accessibility to the airport. And man, yeah. we just think, obviously, I mean, you hear me talk about it. I get yeah. jacked up when we start talking about that. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think you're right on there. I mean, a targeted approach to that expansion would be tremendous, right? That'd be pretty cool. Right. So, mm -hmm. so for the listeners out there, if you've got some guys, send them to friend. <laughs> Let's go. They'll, hey, they'll love it. You'll love it. Plenty That's of hotel right. space in Wichita. <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, for those of, of the listeners that, that I hate to say this, maybe been living under a rock. I mean, what, what? Uh, tell us what the offense is going to look like, buddy. I mean, we well, know, but not everybody yeah. knows. <laughs> so. Well, the two things that are never going to change if if I'm in charge of an offense and Terry Harrison is associated with it, and that's we're going to run zone dive and we're going to run the true inside beer. Uh, you know, that's just who we are. We think that's what everything's built around. Yep. Uh, we we think that's what has made the success that we've had. Um, now, that doesn't mean that we don't do a lot of other things, right? So we're always going to you know, run mid-triple. We're always going to be mid-double. Uh, we're going to run our toss jet package. We really like those combined. Uh, we, you know, we got into where we, we really like the trap play. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to carry a base package of run, run schemes that can answer all the different questions that come about during the course of a season with all the different fronts we see. Uh, and, we, you know, we've kind of got our number in mind, you know, with our practice time and how we've kind of correlated you know, how much we get in a work week, you know, everything revolves around that. You know, there's a million good schemes and there's a lot of great option football coaches. And it doesn't mean we all run the same scheme. But for us, if we can stay around 
probably eight to nine schemes in the run game, we're going to feel really good about what we're doing time-wise and practice-wise. And then, you know, like Terry said, you know, the thing that has changed uh, for me and for him and for us as a combo together is, you know, I, I really put in an enormous amount of time starting last spring just completely blowing up our passing game and completely restructuring it. And it's been a ton of fun. Um, for me, it's been a ton of fun for Eric and for Terry, for all of us, just to kind of do this thing together in multiple ways of how we structure it, um, how we build some things within the pass game, just like we did the run game with tagging things out and doing some things way different uh, with how we teach our quarterback. And so, you know, the offense is always going to be run first. We're going to always take great pride in being a detailed uh, offense that loves pitching the football in the perimeter, but we'll also, you know, just pound away at you in the inside run game if, if it's allowed. But the thing we will never shy away from is being able to take shots over the top and, and take deep passes. And then, you know, the things that we've been doing recently is taking advantage of what I call some of these void areas that you better, you better come up and take advantage of as a defense of some run fits that are going to open up some things that I believe in the passing game we're getting ready to explore. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> Coach, I, I've enjoyed your tweets, man, about, uh, you know, wrapping up last year. And um, one of the tweets I, I really enjoyed was about inside Veer and how you made – you brought it back, man. You made it an integral part of what you guys did. Can you kind of maybe talk a little bit about that? I know Matt's happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, Matt can tell you I sent him a couple messages because I knew he loved inside Veer. Uh, yep. And, you know, it's just one of the – like I said, this offense can be ran so many different ways and you can have success with so many different ways. Uh, just, you know, if you put Terry and I in a room and, and uh, take us to uh, different rooms and, and interrogate us, there's two things you're just not going to get different. And that's we're going to run zone dive very well and we're going to run uh, inside veer. And the reason for that, in our opinion, is it's very hard to defend both very well. You know, it's really hard to defend zone dive and, and inside veer as a combo. And, you know, they feed off each other. And that's not to say that we don't have other plays that we believe go into this category. But, man, inside veer is a phenomenal football play. And I know yeah. it's not as popular as it once was. And, and some reason for that is maybe odd fronts. And we have our answers for what we think we can do versus um, odd fronts still with inside veer. But, Man, we were dedicated to it. There was multiple games that we ran inside beer over 20, 25, 30 times, you know, and some of that was out of, you know, just just want to, and some of it was out of need, to be quite honest with you. Uh, last year, starting week four, we started a true freshman quarterback uh, out of Houston, Texas, that had never been under center in his life, much less ran the option. And we're sitting there in big-time ball games running the inside beer over 20 times. And, uh, you know, I just – it, it was really an affirming year for me. You know, it was my first full year in college football and, and being alongside Terry and Eric. And, you know, um, we always give tremendous credit to, to what Terry and I've learned to coach Kenny Wheaton. You know, he's a great mentor of ours. And, you know, I do a lot of things the same way he does. But, but I will say I think we do some things differently. And that's not to say that we do them better, okay? But we definitely do a few things differently. And the thing that affirmed what we do is how we teach our kids, you know, some inside veer things as far as getting us into the right tag, footwork by our old linemen, rules by our old linemen, quarterbacks, thought process, pre and post snap. And, you know, I just walked away from that year not patting ourselves on the back, but going, hey, if we can do this with a true freshman quarterback that's never been under center, 
that came to us not knowing anything about option count, much less anything else that you guys know that makes this offense go. And we ran that play at a 60% grade over 162 times in a season. Man, the inside veer is still alive and well, and we'll continue to run it. Yeah. And Terry, I'm sure that makes you happy as the O-line coach, right? Because a lot of times when you're when you're looking through your technique manual and your drill manuals and everything, a lot of those things, a lot of those teaching points are going back to that play, you know, a lot of them. So well, I mean, it's an it's an amazing deal. I mean, that's what the whole offense is built on it. Everybody builds their terminology on it. Um, and it kind of feels like people are getting away from it. And I, you know, I know there's there's valid reasons for all of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it it truly is a fixer. You could, you know, you could argue it's a counter in a lot of ways, you know, a counter to how people defend some of the other stuff you do. And so it's, right. I'll tell you this, you mean, Jeremy put it pretty, pretty well, and I can't necessarily put it better than that, but I can tell you, um, you know, man, we have our, we did a great job with beer this year and I'm so proud of those guys. And, and we did it, you know, it, we're all coaches and there's job changes and people have dreams and goals and, you know, to be able to do it at the level we did with a freshman quarterback who came from a spread background, background, man, it, it's just amazing. And, and, and it proves the old adage that, you know, kids will rise to their level of expectation. Um, and we didn't, we didn't water it down. We didn't shy away from it. That dude came in there and, and rolled and, and we just, you know, we make, we make jokes about Larry and Tyser, you know, the YouTube sensation, but we call it send it right. But we straight in and we called the best play for what we've got. And, and Veer was it. And, Man, he he did a great job of that as a quarterback, but but I think it also speaks to you know how we practice, obviously, and what Jeremy coached that yeah. kid to do. And yeah. man, it was um, it was fun to watch. I'll tell you that. But like you talked about the O line coach, man, zone diving inside beer. If you don't like that, man, well, they, they, well, anybody who wouldn't like that ain't listening to this podcast. So <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> should be should be music to all these guys' ears, right? Yeah, 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 yeah no doubt, no doubt. So, coach, can you talk ahead, a little Dave. bit about? Um, you know, checkpoints with that play, you know, maybe somebody who's listening is, is just getting into it. And, and, and uh, I know that was a big thing for me when I got to go to Harding uh, clinic and, and, and learn how you watch film, practice film, you know, and look at the checkpoints, you know, you don't have to go into maybe all of it, but just, you know, how you use checkpoints to maybe correct timing and, 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 and that kind of thing. Yeah. Then, you know, that's a great question. Terry and I were fortunate and, and Eric to travel around to, oh, I think it was about seven camps last year. And, um, you know, inside Veer was a big topic, and I won't go real deep into, into where that went. But in my opinion, the hardest thing about inside Veer is this exact topic that you brought up, and that's the timing. You know, there's and, there, and it's multifaceted, right? So, you know, if we're talking about uh, timing, we're going backfield related. And – you know, the importance of timing is in the details of how you're teaching your footwork of your slots and how you're teaching the footwork of the quarterback B-back mesh. And, you know, so the first thing we're going to look for is when we snap that, that football and, you know, we get our quarterback into the mesh and, and he takes those first two steps, we're wanting to see that A-back at that point. He's probably going to be right there in the backside A. And by the time we get to the end of the mesh, he needs to be right there in the play side A for if we get some kind of, depending on what you call it, boom, boom stun or, or blood stunt that that ball can be pitched out in front. But, you know, that sounds super easy sitting here, you know, talking about it. But, man, that's where a lot of failures come into place, whether it's poor motioning of not hands, hands, heels, you know, people going straight through the heels is a common thing that we see. Or, you know, depending on what the depth is that you ask your uh, A-back to be from the tackle, is he too close? Is he too far back? There are just so many variables 
in that backside motion guy to get in proper timing for those things. And then, man, when you're marrying that with a quarterback who's matching steps, uh, you know, with the B back, man, it gets very, very uh, intricate in what you're asking to do. And the thing that, you know, we've been, I've been coaching really hard the last two years, uh, you know, whether it was back at UConn with, with our quarterback coach there, who's a Harding grad, or, or whether it's since I've been at Bethel coaching quarterbacks is, you know, really working on that weight transfer, which is part of the timing, to be quite honest with you. And then the pushing around collision, you know, I know that was something new for the Bethel quarterbacks. And, you know, Terry and I were going, not going back and forth, but just, you know, I was trying to help him understand why in the world it looks like our quarterback's taking a uh, reverse path back there. You know, hey, where's he going? And it's truly a timing mechanism to get that downhill pitch path, you know. And so as he pushes off that mesh and he does a a second, what I call a second step crossover to replace number one, man, Mm -hmm. when that happens, his shoulders are pointed straight down, downfield, square, and he is pitching that sucker on the line of scrimmage. And, man, we are working downhill fast. And that's what Coach Kelly does a phenomenal job of, is getting our A-backs down in that alley where we're zero by one right there on the line of scrimmage. And, man, we are just pitching that ball really, really lateral and uh, getting downhill. And, you know, those things are how we get better. Terry will tell you. Um, I'm kind of the the notes guy, you know. Every day we do option drill or anything with this uh, in in relation to pitches. Man, I am I am making notes and handing those to to Coach Kelly and Coach Harrison regarding what we're what we're seeing at practice. And man, that's the only way that we know to to keep on top of it because if you start letting the timing mechanism of inside veer slide, man, you will get exploited big time on game day. And I think that's why the three of us took such great pride in how it went this year. Is Man, it takes a lot of work and a lot of intentionality, in, in our opinion, to be really, really good at inside beer. And it's not that any of the three of us think we're the best in the country, because I promise you, we stole everything we know from somebody else, right? But, yeah. man, we stayed accountable to each other, and, and we held each yeah. other to a high standard. And, boy, our kids sure performed well on game days because of it. Yeah, and I, I think, too, like um, a lot of the frustration – guys um comes from this question you know like why i want to run it i'm running it and it's not it's not performing like i want it to and um i think if you can find ways to help people see uh those checkpoints proximity on film you know what i mean whether it's their film or parting's mm-hmm. film or your guys film whoever's film something they can actually see uh, i think it can help take you know, the frustration away to the point where they want to keep working at it. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, so, we, yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't know. Obviously we, we believe in it. And, um, but, you know, I think if you can understand this stuff, it becomes uh, easier may not be the word I'm looking for, but it comes clearer on how to coach it, I guess. Um, yeah, Absolutely. You know, we've even done, you know, and the people have asked us this a lot through the years, you know, why do you get in the I formation some? And I won't go into all the reasons, but because we're on this topic, I'll tell you uh, one one way that we've gotten eyes. I'll, it, it's better on timing uh, on the inside veer. You pick that guy right there where he's supposed to be. Yeah. You freeze him until the end of the mesh. and Now he's already in pitch relationships. So yeah. when we'll go do some of these camps or work with guys that come on our campus, you know, whether you use the eye or not, let that be a starting point sometimes, you know, just to let the kids feel that downhill pitch path. And that's, you know, just one small tactic that we've used. And 
definitely not the reason we get in the eye totally. Right. But I've sure seen that, you know, whether it was back in my high school days, just a few, few, uh, a couple years ago, or whether it was here trying to get implemented at, at Bethel uh, last year. Uh, man, those kids feel how to get downhill and where to be when you put them right there. Isn't it funny how things come full circle? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's a great uh-huh. point. That's a great point you make. And I was uh-huh. laughing. I was laughing a little bit because he said just a couple of years ago, I thought he was talking about his high school playing days for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, we know better than that. I was like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Better than I wouldn't have been running the option either. I was too slow. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, funny, the other funny part, just to, just to piggyback that a little bit, was, you know, every time I – when I think about our staff, right, and – we want to look, you know, if we'll ever get there, I don't know. But our goal to be the best is to be the best option staff of the country. That's our goal, right? And if that's not your goal, you need to not be doing this, by the way. But um, that's our goal, and that's what we're doing. But it always reminds me, you know, I, I think every time I've ever been around Kenny, he's mentioned, don't be the guy that tolerates bad stuff. And, I, you know, what I think our success on Inside Vid this year was no egos, no no excuses, we didn't, no one wanted to be the guy that tolerated bad stuff. So between me, EK or coach Kelly and, and Jeremy, we didn't want to be the position group that failed that play. And, you know, when, when we got back and watched film and, you know, because of the nature of our roles and with the recruiting aspect of this job, you know, Jeremy's tasked with watching film and telling us what we're bad at and whether that's, you know, he's, if it's his quarterback or if it's the tackle or the guard or the, the slot, Man, we sat in a room and we had, a, like I said, with Jeremy, we'd have notes on every practice and every drill. And we were, you know, and obviously Jeremy's a super detail-oriented guy, but you want to talk about a staff with no feelings, um, no egos. And it's like, okay, how can, we the, how can we be the best at this or at least take one step closer to being the best at it? And it's simply yeah. that, this unified approach yeah. and, and no one wanting to be the guy that lets the group down. And in turn, no one be the guy to let our kids down, right? And I think Man, if you got a staff that can do that, you can run inside beer for, you know, just like we did. You can do it. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. man, you yeah. got to set those egos at the door. And I think that's, that's what I'll always remember about this past year for sure. Yeah, for sure. Very important. Um, let's transition to practice. And Tara, you can maybe go first and then and Jeremy can talk about it. I mean, I think people have been on here, listened to like, you know, if you've listened once, you've listened a thousand times. We always talk about practice, right? Being the secret sauce to the to the success. But without getting into because we've talked about Harding style and we love it and it's the best, you know what I mean? But talk about maybe, I don't know if you've had any tweaks or changes or, um, you know, anything you're doing a little differently that maybe popped up in your experience over the all these years of, of using it, you know, um, you know, stuff that maybe the listeners could say, hey, you know, yeah, I've been doing this way, but maybe here's a couple of tweaks, things that have popped up over the years and you could kind of kind of talk about it. Yeah, I know on the on the offensive line, you know, outside of, you know, some of the stuff you see, number one, we are committed to this non-impact practice. I mean, we don't um, actually I'm speaking in, in Kansas City at the Glacier Clinic. Right. I, I actually love those things. I don't know. I feel like they're gone by the wayside. But I'm still a big fan. You get to see a lot of people. Yeah. I'm actually doing the Kansas City and one of one of my topics is how we protect our offensive linemen during the week with non-impact drills. And the other is developing the hips of, de- uh, uh, yeah, it, engage, teaching, developing O-linemen to use their hips. Because honestly, I, me and Jeremy and EK and 
I mean, I've talked to a lot of guys on the whole idea of what does it mean to roll your hips, you know, and um, that's what I've been, you know, for lack of better words, nerding out on for the last two years. Like, are we really using our hips? How do we do that? And how do we drill that? And so honestly, what we did this year and some of it was Jeremy and I, when he first, I was going through this progress of potentially changing our stance a little bit. Um, and then when Jeremy came, we, we would bounce the stuff off, off of each other. And we did. Um, so one of the things we've done in the last year and, and, and we think on film, um, what, what we've done, we've lowered our butt a little bit in our stance and got a little more flat back in our stance. Um, mm-hmm. And so not quite as tall in the butt as we had, had been in the past. So that's been, that's been huge for us. And I feel like, um, I don't know why that is. I don't know if it just fits my, how I coach better. You know, that's the amazing part. Cause I go and watch Kevin's kids and I'm like, dude, he's better than me. Cause I can't make kids do some of that stuff. Right. And it's just, it's just really funny how that works. And I just feel like I'm the worst coach in America. And so then, but we have lowered our butt and our stance a little bit. And I felt like that's helped us a lot. Um, you know, so we, so we've done that. And then we, um, I've done a lot of stuff with ball work now and, uh, you know, Coach C, we had Seawalk speak. Coach Seawalk came and spoke at our clinic, you know, uh, last year at Bethel. And oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, the whole so Mary, Mary the dog, Coach Rodriguez. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get them, so, get them four boards out, man. Let's hey. get it. So listen, so, so heel we, toe, we've, we've, heel toe, heel toe. Yeah. Oh, God, so we've been. So honestly, now I, I would say um, I just try to learn from people smarter than me, with more experience than me, and so I, I like to think I may be a blend of Coach Seawalk and Coach Chisholm. So that's been awesome for us. I think Mary and the dog, once I understood it, when you watch it, it's fascinating. And I think we all have watched it and laugh and <laughs> joke. And, yeah. um, but until I actually was in a room with Seawalk, I didn't understand it. Um, and so now I do. Watching the film, I couldn't get it. I'll be honest with you. And so, um, but once I met with him in person, man, it, it triggered, okay, that's what it means to roll your hips. And so I felt like we made a huge jump. Um, and what I, whatever you want to call it, hippiness or explosiveness, when I actually saw it translate more in games than I've ever seen, and we're still at a non-impact practice, but we're developing our hips through the week. And we do that some with cut balls um, and obviously hand shields and heavy bags. And I think that's been huge for us. And, um, you know, so that's been awesome. And um, that's honestly been my focus. And, um, I, you know, I don't even know if it answers completely the practice question, but I can tell you in the offensive oh, line side, um, that's been huge for us. And then Jeremy and I, committed to man having our tackles at option drill and so what I felt like we did um you know we, we do so much with our tackles in space but I don't feel like we ever practiced it so we would you know so it's, it's one thing to go do it but you know you, it's one thing to tag it out and have your tackle go block somebody in space but I we kind of realized we don't ever practice that we're pushing heavy bags and we're hitting shields but we don't ever practice that and so we committed to that and I would say it'd be interesting to hear Jeremy when he starts talking about practice but I really felt like the things I saw most on film was perimeter blocking by our tackles because we committed to it. And then I do believe our non-impact drills and we truly taught, I don't know if it's teaching or developing the hips, but man, this, this idea of what does it feel like to use your hips when you're blocking out of a flat back stance that, that you, you better be coaching because right now, if you watch so many, if you listen to so many coaches, whether that's on social media or if you watch videos of it, these guys are playing in two point stances and they're already at a 45, their hips are up. It's, I think they call it that spear technique, man. I again, I'm an option guy, but you know where, where their hand their hands are coming down from their hips. You know what I'm talking about, Tony? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's not what our guys do. No. And so the whole time, I'm like, I could feel my hips when I was doing that. And I hope if there's a line coaches listening to this, by the way, I hope they agree. Swallow your pride and shut down your ego and tell me I'm right. Um, you know, you know what it feels like <laughs> to, to be hippie from a two point, but. 
I don't think that translates to a flat back stance. You're not hippie. So what I think is what happens is option, option offensive linemen become strikers, not hippie guys. So they're simply striking O-linemen. They're not hippie. And so this idea of marrying the dog and learning what that feels like, that's it, the only way to roll your hips, in my opinion, through a block as an offensive lineman is to get in that married position. Then you have a hip that can extend. But if you don't do that, you're just saying hips because your O-line coach told you to do it. It's not right. true. You're not really using your hips. And so that's been, man, this has been, see, I'm trying to sum up a three-year thought process in about three <laughs> minutes there. But, but honestly, that's been, that's been a big deal. And I'm really excited. The cool part here at Friends is we've got a brand new group of old linemen who most of, they played in a two-point stance last year. So we're hosting that clinic here. You know, we're going to have everybody <laughs> down here. If you're a first-year guy that's trying to do this or you want to, hey, put, you know, put, put my thoughts to the test. I mean, we are truly doing this with kids who have not been in a three-point stance, and we're going to be doing it here in about a month and a half. <laughs> so um, anyway, that's been what I've been working on. And Jeremy, we, me and him talk about it all the time. But that the hip conversation has been really cool on the offensive line side. And we do that to answer your question, Matt, every day at practice. That's been our emphasis. Gotcha. Well, just so y'all know, I could do a whole – I feel a podcast just talking about practice because I love right. practice. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, a few thoughts that come to mind. Number one, as an overall, I personally think the the best thing that we have done is is we build our practice uh, season so far in advance. You know, so for instance, our fall uh, practice schedule as far as week by week, man, I'll I'll do that early this summer. Uh, if not late May, depending on what's going on with different things. But, man, we have what we call as a staff, an offensive guide. And, man, what a tool that has been. I, I started doing that a few years ago when I was at, at UConn. And, man, it is absolutely, in my opinion, a game changer because it is a true roadmap to what you need to accomplish as a coaching staff on each workday and where you're never going to miss anything. And, you know, I know that this community has a lot of structure already with how we do things. And, and that's what I love about this offense. But with this offensive guide, we've been able to build out uh, just getting very specific on what we're going to do on each day in so many different ways, whether it's fronts, stunts, coverages, drills, uh, sets. So, you know, that's just, that's been one thing. Um, Terry hit on the tackles coming to option drill. Man, that was something that was uh, – dream, uh, we dreamed of it while driving down the road to all these camps this summer. And, man, that was huge. And, you know, it was really good for Terry's tackles uh, out in space. But I'll tell you what, the other added benefit is those A-backs catching that ball on the perimeter and seeing how these fits work. And, you know, depending on one high, two high, we would have safeties, you know, uh, you know, kids playing safeties from both angles to where we're seeing the one versus the two high and letting those A-backs see where some of those collisions are going to happen. And there's no doubt we saw a big, uh, you know, a big, uh, reward come on game days when running all the different things we ran on the inside veer and the in the mid triple on the perimeter. Um, another thing that I think we do unique—it's uh, not completely unique to the college football world for sure—but uh, Thursdays for us are, are no sweat Thursdays, uh, where we're going to not do anything but walk through. And we committed to that all season. Uh, we saw great benefit from that. And one of the things we do on that day is what we call TTO. Uh, a lot of people do TTO with team takeoff, but when we're sitting there doing it, we're doing it with front stimming and we're letting our kids slowly, you know, they're walking through and any adjustment that we're asking them to make as a, as coaches, they're making it during that time. And first group, second group, third group. So yeah, we run the same 
three times over, but, it, man, it sure is good for that second-team guy and third-team guy that's rolling through to see the same thing, and we're truly walking through it. And in my opinion, we saw great growth from, you know, not just our starters, but, man, we saw some kids that had to come in and play big-time minutes down the stretch in some conference championship-type uh, type ball games have to make adjustments. And where do those come from? That walkthrough on Thursday. You know, a lot of coaches, you know, I know I was afraid of what a walkthrough might look like, but, you know, whatever standards and expectations you put on your kids, you will have the kids live up to those. And, man, we saw great re uh, reward from that. Um, another thing that we did this year, uh, we adjusted, you know, it was through, you know, me talking to Kenny back in 2020 during my season at UConn, but we, we changed half line to be, uh, either veer half line or mid half line. And so we were running six fits. And for us at, uh, Bethel last year, and it'll stay the same. We, we change fronts every rep. I know that's not common for other people, but it may be, a, it may go four, two, four, three, fifty. Uh, bear. I mean, we are literally changing every front. Sometimes we tag it correctly, and sometimes we purposely tag it uh, not correctly. And our kids are having to to do that, uh, you know, adjustments. And man, that's been so beneficial. You know, that's the that's the core piece of of our practice. And um, you know, we we also do a, a, what we call a jailbreak period. It's uh, for us. It's during co-op where I get to take the uh, two deep down to one end of the field while the rest of the guys service our, our defense. But during that time, I get to work any specials that we do. I get to work, uh, you know, teams jumping off sides and us snapping it, get to work two point plays. And so having a purposeful period for that, uh, man, we've seen great dividends in that as well. Cause you just never know, um, you know, when that's going to show up. And then, you know, kind of the last thing I'll say about practice is, man, we, we defined practice this year. We got, not tired of something. I, well, maybe we did. Usually change things when you get tired of it. But, man, every every drill had a purpose. So let's take group pod, for instance. You know, our kids were expected to have a five-yard eat burst. What's eat mean? Effort, attitude, toughness. You know, we've seen that at Kennesaw State. I think it's yeah. a great acronym. But for us, we use that and we said, man, we're not just going to go two or three yards full speed. You're going five. We're going to define it. Uh, in our boot toss – or, excuse me, our toss jet, same thing. In our half line, we made that game like, you know, those they had to go until the whistle was blown. So they were getting more like 10 yard sprints. And I thought we saw great uh, things come out on film of hustle plays, of guys making plays downfield because of us defining what that eat burst looked like on every drill. And it was different. You know, I don't need kids doing 10 yard, 100% reps uh, every drill, but man, they got to go 100% for, for at least five yards in our eyes. So, you know, that's a lot to throw at you for practice, but I told you, man, I could talk I could talk all day on just practice because, honestly, that's that's been the reason we've had any success, in my opinion. And I like the idea of bringing tackles down to option drill. I mean, sometimes without that, um, you get some funky looks on the perimeter that you might be pitching into or be uh, getting downhill in, and I think um, that's a really good idea. I like that one. Um, I think sometimes people forget inside veer is more of a inside hash type play. So that yeah, that, uh, and we did it for mid triple as well. Yeah, it uh, right. it was for mid triple. We did it for both during option drill, and you know we, you know, all the option guys listening to this know the tags that you like for both of those, and we all have yeah. to get a, a tackle on the perimeter at some point, whether we want yep. to or not. Sometimes, and so yep. I don't know. It was probably one of those moments. Terry and I looked at each other and go, "Why did we just figure this out?" <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> We, we were dedicated. We did it one day a week. 
the whole season, and it was very, very good for us. And and how long was your jailbreak period? Ten That's minutes? ten minutes. Yeah, uh-huh. got it. Got it. Hey, awesome. coaches want to say, go, hey, jailbreak, jailbreak, I get to go scratch my edge, and that's when I get to watch the defense. You know what I mean? So that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, yeah. but it did pay off, right? We scored a touchdown. We Well, right, Jeremy? We, well, we scored a touchdown on a reverse and a double pass this year to win games, and so that was nice. all taught during jailbreak. We don't have any other yeah. period to do it, and that was all Jeremy down there. And me uh, EK, Coach Kelly runs a scout. He runs a, a scout huddle at that time, and I kind of just watch the defense and, you know, yeah. get, my, get my defensive itch in at that time, so. That's right. Hey, Coach Coach Reed has a, a video out there you probably want to tell the listeners about, too, because, man, it helped me so much as I was going into an offensive coordinator situation just, just this last year as far as how to plan your practices. And and I know I've talked to a bunch of guys on our little telegram or whatever that, that um, you've helped out a lot. With, uh, you know, just – just that one little YouTube video, man, it's helped so many people, I guess is what I'm trying to say, Coach. And uh, so it's very detailed, and uh, it definitely um, just helps you out as a, as an offensive coordinator, how you're going to plan and what exactly your offense is going to be and, and, and make, forces you to kind of make them decisions, man, you need to make before you're going into a season, you know. So uh, that's out there. It's Chief Pigskin on YouTube, Jeremy Reed. Just, just, just search it up. Um, coach, we want to ask you about your pass game situation. Uh, we noticed you, uh, you got some really good passing concepts. Can you maybe talk to us maybe about one of them or two of them maybe? Yeah. You know, the, the, boy, that's, that's a rabbit hole right there in itself. <laughs> I know. Terry's man. looking at me laughing going, they don't know what they just did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, let me, let me first say this all started from a sense of frustration. You know, I played quarterback, uh, I was a spread quarterback, so let's not let's not get it twisted. I was not under center running play action and doing it this way. But, you know, I just got frustrated with, you know, coaching quarterbacks um, to do what I felt was right and what most of us all teach and then watch them fail. For instance, you know, in this offense, I think everybody runs some type of switch concept in the play action, with a whether it's a post and a wheel or a switch seam in a wheel, depending on how you – want to want to verbalize that and you put those eyes on the corner and you tell that quarterback to read the corner and you're either going to hit the post or you're going to hit the wheel and he and he comes off of it and he hits the goes to throw the wheel and there's a post or excuse me the safety undercutting it I don't know if that's happened to anybody else but I have physically watched that over and over and over and the kid walk over to me and I go well I'm the one that taught you to do that and so that sent me on a whole new way and Terry and I just kind of talking so um, there's a guy by the name of Dub Maddox with uh, – he, he has a thing out called R4. Yeah. And Dub's a yeah. high school coach in Oklahoma. And, and um, you know, we, we had mutual connections. And so I just called up Dub, and me and Terry drove to Tulsa, and we went and visited with him. And that mm-hmm. started a absolute long study of how do we change our option passing game to be better. I'm not going to say anything, but just better. And building in different types of structures to where we don't get pigeonholed into it's A or B. You know, if A and B breaks down, you get flushed, there's going to be a C option. Uh, And so, you know, just building out the structures differently. uh, Honestly, I think of the passing game now like I think of the run game. You know, if you're around the Kenny Wheaton system, you know, we all operate off tags. And, you know, if, for instance, if there's a 4-2 front, we're going to run inside veer, most of the country is going to load that, right? We all know that. Well, I think of that uh, in terms of the passing game now. So off the switch seam, 
I'm going to have two or three different tags off of that to take advantage of void areas of how teams are uh, fitting the inside veer. And yeah. I'm going to do that with all of our play action schemes. And, you know, it's, it's not rocket science, but we're just going to structure it different uh, in the sense of, you know, we all know when we bring a guy in motion, we, we can gain a hat at the, at the snap of the football, right? Now the defense can too. They can roll and all that. So why in the passing game would we not structure some things where when we go in motion, not only do we take a guy across, but we bring a receiver across the center line and use him in some void areas, where whether it's a what do we call a climb route, getting 15 to 18 on the far hash, whether it's a, a drag route, you know, whatever, maybe it's a backside switch seam taking the place of the front side switch seam, you know, still run that switch concept, but do it with a backside receiver and a front side A back. So all we've done is just kind of uh, blow it up and restructure it in a, in a way that fits the eyes of the quarterback, you know, and that's not probably something to get onto tonight, but even how we uh, teach the quarterback how to read it is completely different than anything I'd ever done in my life. And we're truly going to give these kids the, the, a way to not have to be perfect where they're going to be able to take advantage of space that the defense gives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he is he is Dub at University. Where's no, he? No, he's he's the uh, offense coordinator at uh, Tulsa Union High School. Yeah, and uh, yep, it. Tulsa Union, yep. phenomenal guy. Uh, great yeah, stuff yeah. out there. Uh, you know, yeah. we are definitely kind of some beta models. I feel like for him being a hundred percent under center and being play action based. But I'll tell you what it did is we've also developed a a true under center drop back game that we're doing concepts like any other spread team in the country, such as Y-Cross, 3-Vert, uh, the snag concept, the spacing, the stick. You know, we're doing things that every other spread offense is doing, but now we're doing it out of the flex bone. And, again, you know, I think we're taking advantage of some void areas that you better fit right if you're going to run the – you know, defend the option. Yeah. And we're going to come back and take advantage of it and not be scared to throw the football and, and not be ashamed to do it and, and have a true one-minute drill and have a true two-minute drill and – and truly, not you know, not say we're going to come out and throw it twenty times a game. But if you want us to do that, we want to feel comfortable enough we can do it. And we want our kids to be confident that we can do it. Yeah, no he's doubt. good. He's a good dude. I've read I've read his book, uh, Helmet to Headset. I think is what it's called. When he wrote that, he was at Jinx or whatever, and I learned so much, gained so much confidence to be able to coach a quarterback. You know, how to how to you know work a progression from the top down. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, like a triangle, even you know. Uh, one, two, three, kind of deal. I, I, I've learned so much uh, from him, man, from his from his book. So uh, he's a good dude. Well, he's yeah, well, hey, he's a I'll genius. Go ahead, but I'll tell you this, man. Uh, just on you know, I being the old line guy, what we've also done is is our pass protection. You know, made a little awesome, tweak, man. nothing major, but it's the same. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so yeah. what I would so with that being said. The, it's been amazing for me to watch because this was not the goal when Jeremy and I started to work together. But now I will tell you unequivocally, we no one is doing what we're doing in the past game in this offense. No one. And so unfortunately, so many people think uh, evolving the offense means going to a shotgun snap. Don't, don't laugh at me, Tony. But anyway, no, it, no. It a shotgun I was going to say, you, you boys are air raid certified now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but listen, but listen to me though. It's not right. It's I'm taking te- I'm yeah, but, but it's taking advantage of the space you get. and didn't. So watching how that meeting with Dub Maddox 
has now it started these this train of like with with Jeremy and watching just watching him in his office as he started working through this process with his thinking about a quarterback and the route structures. It's been amazing to me and 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 man on so on the head coach side of this right watching that happen, knowing that our quarterbacks now have confidence. Um, we can complete passes, and it's not embarrassing to throw the football like a lot, like for a lot of option teams. Um, so watching that, man, extremely proud of that. But knowing for me, being a flex bone guy, knowing we're doing with our structure still intact, that base, you know, quarterback be back in two slots, right, for the most part. Um, but I think, you know, you run and shoot guys, you you need to get up here and listen to this stuff and talk to Jeremy about it because no one's doing it. And I don't mean – I'm not trying to sound arrogant, nor am I trying to act like – anything else, but no one's doing what we're doing in the past game, um, which is a credit to Jeremy. And what I'll tell you is you have to consider, right? So then we think of it from our perspective. We're coming to Fringe University right now who has not ran this offense, right? It was – they were a spread football team. Well, now we can come in here and take advantage of the kids that they have and the kids – the talent that we have. And that could be – any high school coach could be in that situation. Any college could coach could be in, in that situation, you know? And it's, so you have to be aware that, you know – can in the past game you take advantage of it when you have those type of kids and so for us especially as college coaches you're you know the receivers it's not selfish to want the ball thrown to you by the way right and we talk to our kids about this all the time all right now that can't be your only motivation but but we have a system now to take advantage of it if our receivers are our best players we can take advantage of that and we're not going to just go and sabotage ourselves because we run the dang ball you know we're going to we're going to do what it takes to win. And I, I'm excited to see where that goes. We just scratched the surface um, at our previous job, you know, because we were, you know, we, we were there doing this really for one year and then now we're moving here. But I'm, that to me is what's I'm really proud of. And when I, when we talk to guys and we listen to guys speak, I think that's the separator for us between everyone else. Um, you know, guys that ran this offense a long time, you can always get better at running the ball and you can always structure practice, but what, what are you going to do? You know, what, what are you going to do after that? You know, and what are you going to do to evolve? And I think, um, you know, there's only two things you can do with a ball and that's run or pass it. Right. And um, what we want to be um, is our experts in, in the pass game as well, while, while still committed um, to this offense. And I think that's been honestly, just like I said, I, I just laugh about it because it's, it's really funny. You know, we, the problem is we ran the ball so well last year. It, <laughs> it didn't matter. We didn't even get to do it all. So it was like, well, we're yeah. running for 450 yards a game. So let's just, uh, let's just keep doing that. But, yeah. but we have the, you know, we have the bullets in the gun, I guess, to where we can do those things. And that's been that's been pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I, just to add, I, I remember um, this was like, I don't know, a while back. Uh, we played a team and uh, after watching film, um, the con, I think it was a boot concept or something. I had my backside deep cross coming over, you know, the, the, the crossing route and he's wide open. But I didn't know how to tell my quarterback, you know, to, to hit that guy, you know what I mean? Because of the way mm -hmm. I taught him to, to work the progression or whatever. And so that's what that book really helped me give a language to the quarterback, to be able to talk with him and, and um, you know, tell him how to get to that route that's wide open. You know what I mean? So um, just another um, um, uh, publicity, a little bit more publicity for uh, uh, Dub Maddox, I guess is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he, he deserves it. He does a great job. Yeah. He helps coaches and, you know, the thing that just really stood out to me and Terry when we were building this passing game idea was we, we felt like we were so well-versed and had a, such a good system in the run game. Like, you know, it's just – it's black and white, cut and dry. 
it's so good in, as far as how it's structured. And obviously people before us helped us get to this point. But the passing game just felt like almost it was guesswork. You know, like you might see a, a play before somebody fit one way and then you call the pass play and, well, you better be right. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got to call it right. And where we wanted to get to was let's make the passing game like the run game where we don't have to guess right. You know, like it's, it's kind of like defensive blitzing. Okay, and that, that could go down a whole nother fun t- conversation with the way we are going uh, to be on defense at Friends. But blitzing, for the most part, if a coach is calling it from sidelines, straight guess. Yeah. You know, blitzing's a guess. How many times you land those things? And that's where we wanted to get away from in the past game, where we didn't feel like we were guessing and we were building something that was true and successful in all situations, not just, you know, oh, we're just going to be a play-action team. And so – Everything that we've done has been at, uh, at a level of just, you know, we had a little bit of frustration and, and wanted to make a change. And honestly, last year was our pilot year, and we're not claiming that, uh, that we've got it all figured out. But, boy, we're still pursuing it and really like where we're headed. That's exciting. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I don't – yeah. I'm not going – yeah. I, I'm there. <laughs> I, well, my past there. I'm yeah, tuned I'm in. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. There's some stuff you can do with – against three, two exchange in the past game that if that's the way they're going to defend you, tears them up. I need to get into yeah. that right now. Um, so you guys still doing your glow ups, your spotlights at the end of practice. You still going to. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Still, we still do put ups. That's the thing. And, you yep. know, um, I think we talked about the last podcast I did, how that was the way I learned it, which, you know, Jeremy learned it and has always done it as a spotlight. And so, you know, one of our goals, you know, one of the cool parts is we, when you come to a new program, you get a fresh start and, and the plan is to do both here, right? So oh, still good. keep the put-ups because that's how we learned it, but then also doing a spotlight. They're just a little different, you know, and um, yeah. I think it'll be good to uh, – well, it's the same idea, right, of, you know, being yeah. a program that, that, that um, you know, builds people up, not tears people down. Yeah. But we, we're going to use yeah, both, both uh, strategies, I guess, is the way to put it um for our kids and that's been fun to see because that is definitely new when you you forget when you when you when your program operates that way like we've always done you kind of lose sight of how new and radically different that is um until you go somewhere new and so these guys here at friends they've done the kids have done such a fantastic job embracing us um and they're they're doing their best to 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 adapt to a new staff but um that's been fun to see because it's um you know, it is true. It really is different, you know, than, than a lot of, pro, than a lot of coaches operate, I guess. Yeah, no, no. And it's, uh, and it works. I mean, I, I don't, I can't, I, it's, it's, it's got, I mean, you got to, whoever's listening, you got to do it, call them up, figure it out, go to 3d coaching, whatever you got to do, but stuff works period. Um, we've already talked a lot about drills and things like that. So I think maybe we could land a plane by, uh, by having you guys maybe just each of you kind of give the listeners your best way to contact you. And then before you leave, I want you to talk about your Wednesday FCA option clinics you're going to be doing for free for local coaches there in Kansas. And then talk about the national option clinic in April. We all go first, Jeremy, because you'll have more to talk about than me. But um, I will say, so the best way probably for me is Twitter. That's probably the easiest, right? Uh, just add Coach Harrison FU. And then there's also uh, my email um, is uh, Terry underscore Harrison at friends.edu. Those are the best ways. Um, but, man, I would tell you, 
reach out. We'd love to, love to help coaches out. I'll do the best I can to help anyone share film, all that stuff. Everything I do, I've learned from someone else and, you know, and it has been given to me freely and we're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to pass that torch on to as many people as we can. And, you know, we uh, would love to do that. And I will tell you, if you're out there, um, and you're a high school coach or, you know, well, anybody really, but if you're a high school coach um, and, and you don't know anything about NEI football, I would challenge you, if for nothing else, come to our campus this spring and come to our clinic. Um, and just, I think once you're on our campus, it will absolutely change your perception. Um, it will change, man, it will just change the dynamic when you, when you think about NEI football and kids that come out to Kansas and, and what that might be like. And, I'll tell you, man, it is a first-class school, first-class university. Uh, we have first-class facilities, and I think our, our coaching staff is made up of good, tough men, and we, we really are just trying to pump out Christian warrior kids, and I think that's what this world's lacking, man, just tough guys, right? And so um, we, we, we truly are proud to do that. So, yeah. So, anyway, but that's, that's how you get a hold of me, please. We would love your love kids, undersized old linemen that are nasty, man. Send them our way. We would, we would love to recruit them. And then I'll let Jeremy talk about, how to contact him and our slot. I'll also add coach Kelly, Eric Kelly's our slot coach and he's as much a part of this as, as anybody and love him. And he's been my guy for a long time um, reaching out. He's our recruiting coordinator. So obviously you can find him on Twitter too. Co I think he's at coach Kelly F you. And so if you send it to him, that'd be great. Either one of us, we're going to recruit your kids. And man, if there, if there's a kid that, that, that you is a team captain um, that would be a great developed kid or just a great team guy. And obviously those talented kids, you know, we're recruiting against a lot of D2s all the time. Those are the kids we really want. You know, they, they can help us pursue this national championship. And so, anyway, I'll leave it at that. And then uh, Jeremy can talk about his contact and then, uh, man, talk about our clinics that are coming up. Yeah, so the uh, best two ways to get old to me, Twitter uh, is at Coach Reed. That's R-E-E-D. And then F-U and then N-I-V. So at Coach Reed, F-U-N-I-V is my Twitter and then my uh, email is Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, the underscore read at friends.edu. Uh, so a couple of things we have going uh, starting uh, on February 2nd. Uh, we will have every Wednesday night a uh, coaches social there at Friends University where we'll have two speakers uh, each night from the area. Uh, we'll also have our defense coordinator one week and then um, we'll also each, each week have uh, 15 minutes where we're going to introduce something regarding three-dimensional coaching. Um, you know, just really excited to, to be uh, given that for free. Uh, we have a sponsor who's going to feed all the coaches. And, you know, we just wanted to give back uh, to the area high school coaches. So, yeah, if you're anywhere near the area and, and want to come in, man, we would love to have you. And we're really excited just to open up our facility for that. And then the last one is the big one as far as uh, the uh, National Option Clinic. And, you know, for guys that don't understand that, that name, uh, Larry Thexton was a coach uh, down in Texas that, that put this clinic on for a long time. And uh, Larry got out of coaching and, and uh, contacted me and wanted to know if I would, you know, just kind of take on that name and, and knew that I'd put on the clinic, uh, you know, in my area of the world in Oklahoma for, for well, since 2013. And so – you know, that's the reason we're calling it the National Option Clinic. It has nothing to do with notoriety. It's simply carrying on that name that, that Larry gave to me. And, and uh, mm -hmm. we're very honored to, to carry that on. And usually we do bring in outside speakers this year. Being a new place, we just felt like it was, it was probably best that we keep it in-house. So we're going to have a, a, a really fun two days. Uh, the first day on April the 29th, 
Coach Harrison, myself, and Coach Kelly will all speak two different times uh, over a, a wide variety of topics. I'm going to speak twice on building the passing game and, and the structures and the different ways we teach it. I know uh, Coach Kelly's going to talk A-backs, and if you haven't heard a guy talk detailed A-back play, man, you want to come listen to this because uh, I've been a lot of places. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody talk with more detail of how they do A-backs than, than Eric Kelly. He's, he's worth your price. And then, of course, Coach Harrison's going to talk about everything we do on the O-line, and he's got drill tape for everything. And then, you know, I'm, I'm making him uh, do one session for program building, you know, because he took the worst college football program in the nation uh, over a 100-year period and turned it completely around. And, you know, some guys need to hear some, some ways he did that. And hey, he might remind himself of what he needs to do again here real shortly, right? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's going to be good. So we're going to do that, and we're, then we're going to have uh, meetings. You know, so all the coaches will be a part of our meetings. Uh, well, then we're going to have practice, and we're going to send everybody to dinner. And then we're going to come back, and, and we're actually going to do a night session all together, where um, I'm going to introduce how we uh, break down practice with the notes that I take and give to coaches, and how we use those. And then we're going to have a session over breaking down defensive personnel. It's something new that we did this year. It's based off of the R4 principles, and it was groundbreaking for us. And it was 100% spot on every week against defenses, and it was a game changer as far as just knowledge. Uh, and then Saturday morning, we'll clinic again. All the coaches will speak um, uh, two times, I, I believe is what it is. And then we'll have our final spring practice of the, of the 2022 year. And, um, you know, we're just excited for that. So, again, it's April 29th and 30th. Uh, you can fly into Wichita three miles from the airport. Man, we are, we are super excited to, to host as many option coaches as we can get. And I promise you won't be disappointed from a, uh, where, where this is located in our campus. And, you know, it's just going to be what we always say, the most hands-on clinic you'll ever go to. Yep. Yep. Not for sure if you can get, you can get there, get there. That's what we always say. Hey, I know we're getting towards the end. I think the most unique part, you know, look, Coach Wheaton and Kevin, those guys, they are so awesome, and they've been so so awesome to me, and, and I've learned so much from them. Probably the most unique thing about this one, listen, these kids, have the kids we're about to work with have never done this before. And so we're if you're out there and you, and you want to see a – you know, the man, you go watch Kenny's guys, and those guys are so polished. My goodness, man. Every time I leave, anytime I watch Harding do something, I leave like, I got to do better. I got to do better. I got, you know how it is. I think everybody has that, yeah. that thought. And what's unique about this, I think, which will make it really cool, because it would have been different our previous school, too. We'd have been five years in. Um, kids were more polished. I mean, these guys are going to be, by the time you guys come up to our clinic, they will, they will be on their 15, 14th and 14. 15th practice. That's it. And I mean, these guys are going to be, so it is, it is a lot like dealing with a brand new program. And if you take a new job, you're going to see kids that are raw and fresh. They will not be perfect. I promise you, but <laughs> man, I think you'll be able to see how far we get in just uh, 15 actual practice days. And uh, I think that's a pretty cool, pretty cool opportunity, right? That you just don't get that often to see yeah. a staff brand new install it yeah. with kids that have never done it before. And that's pretty <laughs> yeah, cool. No, that, that, that brings up a great point because, I would say, Tony, don't you say we probably get that question the most. I'm taking over. I want to run this offense. Yeah. What do I do? Right. And, you know, it's, it's like, okay, well, 
you got five, six days. I mean, seriously, but, mm -hmm. but this would be a great opportunity because you'd get to see that specific idea concept be, be born right there. You know what I mean? So that'd be oh yeah. We're, hey, we're going to be laughing and crying together, man. Yeah. They're gonna be, so we're going to be fresh, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Like yeah. we're going to have plenty of practice. The, the practice note session is going to be plenty. You know what I mean? There's going to be a yeah. lot of stuff to go over. So pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited about it. our kids will do great. I know that just from knowing them very shortly, but it is a really cool opportunity. Yeah. I think yeah. to see yeah. brand spanking new kids do yeah. it with a brand new staff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that only happens once. Exactly. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, fellas, man, we really appreciate you taking the time uh, away from family and the program to come on and talk with us. We're so excited for you. Happy for you. Can't wait to see the success because we know it's going to happen. Um, and wish you guys the best. Yeah. Good luck this season, fellas. We're rooting for you. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you, man.